This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Super Vegan Brian, and I am joined by Day Toothpick. Good morning. <laughs> Uh, that's going to get less awkward the more you do it. So, hey, go for it. <laughs> One of these days, I'll surprise you and just be like, and I'm joined by Toothpick. Hey. Uh, it's a nickname that's 20 years in the making. <laughs> so, once again, we are recording video in Zoom. Um, we're putting that on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Yeah. Um, if you want to remember that URL, listen to episode 178. <laughs> uh, what was the count on that six seven i don't oh, remember how many times much I went through. It more great. than seven. Oh man it, it was good <laughs> i think your threshold is like 15 when you're like stop it stop it that's just, possible just stop it and but yeah, if you t- if you want to see us talk about that you can go to nerd patreon.com slash nerd podcast radio watch the video of episode 178 for five dollar patrons and more you can support us and see our video podcast watch us um, get up to our zany antics um if we you know we get a whole bunch of subscribers and we start getting a lot of income that way we might you know we're saving these on youtube maybe they'll go public eventually who knows oh man <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna start somewhere right yeah i it was neat the way i had to do it because i actually had to put the videos on youtube mm-hmm. but keep them as, private right yeah, well unlisted okay so if you are hacktastic you could probably find them but they're not listed anywhere you'd have to find some complex link and find them so don't don't challenge those people to fight the algorithms if one of our listeners knows how to find unlisted videos send them our way and we will shout (laughs) you out in an episode um at some point yes yeah the um so patreon partners with vimeo and Vimeo is a paid service. Okay. So the, the, the only way on our current budget for me to do it was to put them unlisted through YouTube and then post them. And then what, what I'm probably going to do is I'm going to make a new, I'm going to make a new G suite account and um, move all the videos there because right now they're on my personal account. I've changed the name of my personal account to nerd podcast radio, which gets confusing. Uh, yeah, that sounds like it would. So um, we are here to talk about um, a very open-ended topic. Um, 
I came up with this one when I was brainstorming topics. We are talking about wish lists. Everybody's and, got everybody's got wish lists for just about everything. At some yes, point. and um, this isn't just you know the wish list a lot of people think of, like the Amazon wish list. This is <laughs> wish lists like who do you want to see in a movie that's coming out, and what do you want to see this thing coming out? And well, that's the thing about that's yeah. the thing about nerds. A lot of the times we the, we express our desires for things we want to see in the form of lists. Because it's easier that way. That's a fantastic point, David, and we're going to get into that. But first... But first, we get to play everybody's favorite game. Unfortunately, we don't get to use the recording because Eric is not here. But uh, (laughs) We should make a new recording for when we do duo episodes. We should. But uh, yeah, we're going to play What's Dirty With You, which is everybody's favorite game, the duo edition, where we uh, take it in turn to talk about the nerdy things we've done over the last couple weeks. And then we don't bother voting because there's only two of us. (laughs) And since it's since Eric is not here, nobody's going to have anything interesting. It's just David and I are going to be like, I I played D&D. Yeah, that's 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 actually I'm starting another friend of mine on WoW is starting another campaign that I'm getting to play in. So that's pretty much the extent of my dirty thing is I'm doing character creation for fifth edition again. (laughs) Um, If we want to just jump into this, um, I started watching a new anime that I hadn't seen before. Oh, what are you watching? ID Invaded. Never even heard of it. Um, It was on. I'm sorry. It was on Hulu or um, HBO Max. I think Hulu. I think it was on Hulu. Um, Hulu's got an HBO Max plugin, so. But I don't have an HBO Max plugin on Hulu. I have HBO Max separate. Oh, weird. But um, I think it was Hulu. Yeah, it definitely was Hulu because I was watching Bo Fury on Hulu and went to the. Um, if you like this, you might also like. Okay. Yeah, um, ID Invaded, it's a detective story, and it's about um, Japan has this technology that they can, they can detect intent particles, which can track serial killers. So they use this technology to detect, they go to a crime scene, and they can tap into the intent to murder, and then they can send someone in to it's like the mind of the serial killer through tracking the intent interesting and the intent Hmm. yeah the interesting part of it is you can only go into the machine if you've murdered someone so they recruit felons they like pull people out of prison and they inject them into this thing and when the person goes into the machine they lose their identity and memories the only thing they know is they're the great detective and they have to solve the case. But since they're in the mind, there isn't much like evidence or it, it's very hard. Like they have, they have no memory, so they have no context. So the actual crime is being solved by the people watching the person exploring the mind of the serial killer. So people watching will be like, okay, a giant drill appeared out of the sky and tried to crush the great detective. And, but if we use our technology and zoom in on that drill, we can see a reflection of a street address. 
Huh. It's wild. And I think that it would be amazing wild. as right. a live action show. I was going to say, when you first started, it sounded a little minority reportish, but now that you, the, the deeper you got, the less it sounded like. Yeah. That, so. And there's this whole subplot where there's um, a serial killer that lives inside the intent dimension. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, there's also oh um, anime. <laughs> well, it's like they'll they'll be hunting one serial killer and the other guy will show up and they'll be like, "Drop everything, he's here," <laughs> because they're trying to find him too. They're trying to find out why he keeps showing up. All right. Um, what I believe is happening is one person is um, one person is organizing all these serial killers. And that's the reason why they keep showing up and everyone's in everyone's like mindscape. Hmm. Um, one of the serial killers has a hole drilled inside his head. So when the great detective goes inside, he's all fragmented and the entire world is all fragmented and crazy. Interesting. Um, another one is um, the serial killer. It's the, the mindscape of a sniper and it's just a floating platform with people milling around on it. And every once in a while, one of them will get shot in the head. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, it's one of those, you don't know what the fuck is going on shows. So it's a little hard to get into, you know, you get, like you get things revealed here and there. I think it would be a lot of fun as a live action show or a movie. Mm. What about you? Um, I haven't started watching any anime or anything. Uh, I watched the the. Uh, there's a great show that's on Hulu. I think it's uh, called Mr. Mayor. That's really really funny. I've been watching that. I think there's six or seven episodes of it out now. Uh, I watched like the first half of the first episode. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's really really funny, especially yeah. like episode three or four when uh, he opens up a pot dispensary and uh, eats some edibles. And then the rest of the episode is them dealing with him being stoned out of his mind. I want to see Ted Danson acting stoned out of his mind. That sounds oh, it's like good. fun. It's good. It's good. I I, I want to watch that because I really liked him on The Good Place. And it's nice yeah. to see that he's still acting and still doing stuff. It's a, it's a really it's it's a it's a very funny show and it it actually hits the the beats on it are pretty good and the characters are great. Um, Heather and I are binging Modern Family for the first time. That's another really good show. Um, it's amazing that it ran for eleven years and we never watched it. Yeah, and it's very funny. It's well, like, it's another we, yeah, it's another great show that Ed O'Neill crushes. <laughs> we always thought it would be dumb. We didn't think it was going to have like crazy laugh out loud. You mm. can't even breathe moments. Mm. Um, like goldfish getting caught in a fountain and getting shot into the air at high velocity. Oh my god, that killed us. <laughs> it was a really good moment. And oh, Haley man. learning how to drive. Oh yeah. Oh uh, my god. Oh, uh, so so funny. Um, we're, we're, we're right now really enjoying that the character Lily was recast because mm. she, we, we were commenting in the first couple seasons that the child actor was just a prop and they brought in a new child actor and she's funny as hell. Yeah. Um, oh, I also found, um, I, uh, oh, I. A while ago, uh, someone had bought me a, a copy of Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog on DVD. Were you and, a uh, fan or are you Oh, no, I, I, I love this thing. But the, the DVD has uh, the uh, exclusive commentary, the musical. 
which is I literally have that D- DVD. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, the commentary tracks. There's one that's the cast, the cast and crew. Uh, Joss Whedon's there. Everybody's there basically that was in it. Uh, Felicia, Nathan, um, Neil. Most of the most of the main people that were in it are are there for the commentary. And one of the tracks they do for it is they literally do the commentary as its own musical while the musical is going on. Oh my god, I have it's, that DVD. I gotta watch that after I. It's amazing. Oh my god, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's well worth. It. I, I I watched it for the first time last week, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> oh, that's great. If, if for listeners who don't know, Doctor Horrible Sing Along Blog was something that was done during the writers' strike in like two thousand six, two thousand seven, something like yes. that. Yes. It was when creators were basically had their hand tied, hands mm. tied, and Joss Whedon got together with Neil Patrick Harris and Felice Day and Nathan Fillion. <laughs> And just threw together this amazing musical that was just a web series that they it created. It was released in three parts, and it took the internet by storm with how amazing it was. And to this day, I know people that still sing the songs, <laughs> myself included. Yeah, um, I'm I'm having the tunes going through my head right now, but the words aren't coming. No, oh, yeah. Well, once you watch all, it, they'll, all, they'll they'll be back. All that pops into my head was. Three sweater vests. Oh yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> the groupies. Oh, Captain Hammer. <laughs> Which you um, know, the hammer is his penis. Oh my! I remember the first time I saw that. That made me laugh so hard. I I watched that with my best friend when it first came out. I made him watch it, and it wasn't the hammer is my penis. I mean, he laughed at that joke. Yeah. But the joke he laughed at more than any other joke in the series was, oh, look at my wrist. Yeah. Oh, look at my wrist. It's time to go. <laughs> what about your clothes? Stops, walks over, opens it. I don't love these. Turns around. <laughs> oh, it's a classic. So good. Um, I I watched the bonus features on that DVD, and my favorite ones were the... Um, well, apparently not all of them. The uh, well, the submissions to for the Evil League of Evil, where the guy did the puppet. Oh yeah, those were really good. Too. Oh man, the yeah. Well, apparently all those people were their their the cast and everything, their friends and family that had that had uh, developed their own characters and made their own costumes and stuff to show up because they didn't have the budget for any of that. It was just all their friends. Hey, come up with an idea for a superhero. And make make a costume. <laughs> the um the uh, house, Doctor Horrible's house was actually a dude who had won one of those like uh, um, monster uh, monster, monster house monster yeah. house yeah and yeah. he wanted a mad scientist house then they asked him and in the final scene when dr horrible is walking across the house and he like fist bumps a guy that's the dude yeah but yeah, I guess yeah, that's yeah. mentioned during the commentary. But it I, is, yeah. The, the, I didn't the, the, know there was musical commentary. I'd listen yeah, to the it's, other it's called, commentary. It's, it's called Commentary the Musical, and it's so good. Oh, oh. it's so good. <laughs> oh, wow. I need. To, I, I, I have the DVD sitting in my TV well, stand. Well, I know, I know what you're going to be watching later today. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been watching WandaVision. I haven't been. To be fair, I'm I'm kind of over Marvel as far as their whole rollout thing. Like, I'm still gonna probably going to see some of the movies, but I just have like almost no interest in watching the show. You know, honestly, I feel like it's more of a... I mean, it's a neat show. It's going to do good transitional things for the MCU, but I think mm. it's aimed at people who read the comics. 
Yeah, I'm sure it is. And it's, it's also, from my understanding, aimed at people who are big fans of old TV shows to be able to pick out the the th- things they're paying homage to. Well, I mean, I would say that for the first couple episodes, but um, after that, the show gets ber- very mind fucky. Mm. If you like mind fucky shows, you'll probably really like it, regardless of everything else. But it's fair enough because it's like. They drop you in without any explanation for what the fuck is going on. And the first episode, I mean, they portray the show as if the whole thing is just going to be sick um, (laughs) recreations of traditional sitcoms. I mean, they they stick hard to it for a good three episodes. Mm -hmm. And then in the fourth episode, it's like... They finally start telling you what's going on. Well, the second you turn the show on and it switches to the normal letterbox aspect ratio you're like mm. oh something's going on it, <laughs> it's an actual mcu but i it's um it's very worth watching it's um they're setting up the next i mean if you're gonna see spider-man um spider-man no way home it's probably worth watching because you want to see what they're setting oh, up sure. for that i'm sure but I, I like what you do because you're probably going to watch it. You're just going to. Yeah, wait. I will. I'm just going to wait until it's all out. Binge the whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. I don't I, like having to wait a week in between episodes. That's that it's excruciating. Waiting every week has been killer. I it it's been it's every episode is like what the fuck is going to happen now? And especially <laughs> near the the last like four episodes, every yeah. episode is like super giant cliffhanger. Yeah, um, I was listening to a podcast. Uh, the CinemaSins team, uh, the B team, they do. Uh, they've been doing TV TV sins, and they've been doing WandaVision episodes lately. And apparently, they've they've uh, compared the way that they seem to be masterful at doing cliffhangers to the guys that used to write Lost. <laughs> one of the one of the great things about the show that i think is cool because i did like those classic sitcoms so the first oh, yeah. few episodes are really are really fun for me because they actually when they did the first episode they based it on i love lucy yeah and then the second episode they did dick van dyke show well they brought dick van dyke in interesting he wasn't in the episode. He was right. as a consultant helping them get it perfect. Yeah. They also used the original cameras for each era. Oh, wow. So I didn't know that. When they did the I Love Lucy, they lo- used those cameras. They they filmed it with a studio audience. They, they did they, Desi Lu style? Yeah. And when they, did, when they did the Mary Tyler Moore, they used some of the props from the show and they use nice. the, okay. they use, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's cool very, that, that there be that, that true to form with it. The attention to detail is really great. And then when they did the eighties and they, well, they did like the, the eighties and late eighties um, and they did the intro to the show. They did the, the scene with the family running on the y- yard to a picnic uh, in a park to a picnic. Mm-hmm. And uh, they full did house, it exactly right? like full house. Well, yeah. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen is Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen's sister. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really neat that they did that. <laughs> it works on several levels. Um, Elizabeth Olsen was actually approached um, to play Michelle on Fuller house. Never saw any of Fuller house. That's fine. It's, it's, it's just full house continued. It's, yeah. If you liked Full House, and I think if you have kids, it's a good show. Okay, but, fair enough. I mean, we watched it, and it's just 
there's no arc. It's just a sitcom. And it's just the sappy storylines that Full House originally did. It's very wholesome. And it's a bit of a chuckle fest. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, my my main experience with Full House was when it was on the TGIF block in between Family Matters and uh, a couple of the other great shows that were on there. When I was a little kid, I thought it was the best show ever made. I was, I was like, this is a good show. It's funny. I love this. I'd, I'd watch it every week. Oh, when I was a kid, I used to love Uncle Jesse and his and his jokes. Yeah. No, no, not Uncle Jesse. Uh, Uncle, the, the comedian. The hell's his I, name? When I was a little kid, I was, still, I was a uh. nerd in training because when Full House started, I was like, I know that guy. Dave Coulier. Yeah. yeah. And I was yeah. like, I know Uncle Joey. And then Joey, I, found that out, was his name. I found out it was Dave Coulier. And I was like, he was on Out of Control on Nickelodeon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's where that whole Alanis Morissette story comes from. Okay. Because um, she was on, you can't do that on television. Right. He was on Out of Control, and that's how they knew each other. But yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't even know if they dated. I don't know what's true. Um, I know Dave Coulier has joked about it a few times, and he's yeah. like, and he's like, I don't know what the, where this. To comes be fair, from. Bob Saget's <laughs> joked about it too. <laughs> <laughs> you um, want to talk about atypical casting bob saget on, on full house oh a my neat God. little tidbit about full house was they actually filmed the pilot with a different actor yeah and then they replaced it with bob saget and you know he might be a raunchy comedian but he's a really good comedian and can hit marks a lot more true to a role. Oh yeah, it's, he's a it's, better actor. Yeah, it's a, the, the the great mark of an actor. You can play something so completely off type so well. <laughs> I mean, you know, it. I think Robin Williams' early roles where he was goofy mm. were off type. I think he was always meant to play serious roles. I agree. His serious roles were some of his best work. I mean, his comedies yeah. are amazing, but well. That's what's nerdy with you. We, yeah. we, we yay, random tangents. I, I mean, I, I wanted to. I, you know what? Where, where are we at? We're at eight. We're ready for. Let's go a little bit further because I wanted to share a couple more things. Sure, go for um, it. I'm on book five of Monster Hunter International. Interesting. It's okay. good. It's good. It's like, um, it's like um, urban fantasy, but the main characters are dudes with big guns that shoot monsters nice it's very fun and it's very um it has a little bit of a white right wing leaning it's mm. very i like guns and i want to have guns and fuck the government <laughs> um but it's fun I, I i read some of the reviews when i started it and a lot of the reviews are like he's pushing his right wing agenda and mm. i'm like he's writing about characters from alabama yeah <laughs> And it's like, yeah, these it's, it's about these good old boys hunting monsters. But I don't see anything in the book that's offensive. Yeah, There's... It's, it's it. That sounds a lot like the criticisms that people gave to Heinlein and a lot of the works he did were being ultra conservative and super right wing and pro military. And... There's there's a really cringy scene in the first book where he meets a character and the character goes on a rant about because they have an old slave house on their property. And she goes, don't get into how this is wrong. This is part of the history of my family. And that they leave it at that. And it struck me as a little weird, mm. but it didn't strike me as trying to push some agenda. I think he was just trying to point out that this person was in an old Southern family. Mm. And, but it, it did, it, it made me cringe. I got to it. I went, 
That was weird. Yeah. But then I kept reading and there was never anything like that again. I, the, the worst stuff that comes up is they complain that they have to deal with the government when they're hunting monsters because the only people who are aware of monsters in the universe are people who hunt them and the governments of the world. It also, as I read, it's like, how in the hell do they keep this secret if it's that big of a conspiracy? Yeah, it's magic. You don't have to explain <laughs> um, Yeah, it's good series. Uh, one of the things I like about it is characters introduced in the first book, you don't find out that they're not human till way later. There's a nice slow burn. Um, or you don't find you 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 learn that there's something supernatural about them, but you don't get the secret until way later. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but it's it's basically um, going to another dimension and drop a big ass bomb on Cthulhu. I mean, that's <laughs> that's the book. If you like that kind of let's go shoot it in the face type of mm -hmm. urban fantasy, it's mm -hmm. pretty fun. Not um, bad. Um I recently started rereading uh, some of my Turtle Dove novels I've got. I started with Guns of the South again. Oh, great, cool. Great book. Great book. That's the alternate history stuff, right? Yes. It's where a group of uh, uh, South African mercenaries fight a time machine, go back in time, and equip General Lee and the Army of Northern Virginia with AK-47s. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Civil War's over pretty quick after that point. <laughs> Quite literally bringing machine guns to a musket fight. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I, um, I don't know what I'm going to read next for sure, but that's a good thing to not know because our topic is about wish lists, about what stuff we want to do and what stuff we want to buy and what stuff nice we want to see. Nice segue. That was a good one. Well done. <laughs> if you can see me on video, you can see the wheels turning. When I was like, I can turn this into a segue. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so um, you're... You're the guest, I guess. So okay, fine. Ask if you want to put a title on wish it, lists. if you want to put a title on it, geez. Um, oh fuck, I don't know. Huh? <laughs> and this is where you you race to open the outline to get the actually list of uh, sample questions. Now, now that you mentioned it, yes. <laughs> I have oddly specific questions and then kind of vague questions as well. They're it, they're yeah. all over the place, but if you, I, I figured we can come up with new ones too. It's just such a broad, open-ended oh, yeah. topic. Um, yeah, number one wish list item: someone else to write fucking <laughs> outlines and <laughs> edit episodes. Yeah, yeah. Five hundred five dollar patrons. <laughs> That's a good one. That's I, a good one. Did I put what we want for the podcast? I put uh, I put guests for the podcast. I don't know. Let me actually That's, open up the outline should, and see what it I says. Here. You know, you went to all the, the trouble of writing the outline. Let me actually look at it. I, I'm I'm just vamping right now to give you time. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you did put a couple of things on here. We're dream guests for the podcast. I just oh, screw it. let's start. It. Let's let's start with that. Um, what? Who, 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 your wish list who would you want to get to be a guest on the podcast um no patrick harris mm. um that's a good one um um oh what's his name oh god manganella manga oh a mangled italian name that's what we were calling him um joe 
The D and D celebrity guy that has oh. the secret game where yeah, they yeah, have yeah, all yeah, those yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. It, is it Manganella? Something, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Man, Manganiello. Okay. I'm mangling it. Yeah, I'm terrible with with the foreign names as well. Um, I mean, personally, I think uh, I, I I'm one of my one of my uh, uh, dreams for the podcast guest would be Matt Mercer. Yeah, that would be cool. Oh man! And I I would be the 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 joke on that episode would be everyone geeking out and then me going I don't know I don't watch Critical Role. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the video. Is I actually think he could do an entire episode where we don't mention if, Critical if Role once. If we had Matt Mercer on, I would want to do an episode on the Matt Mercer effect. Ooh, I, I Ooh, mean, that's a good one. It would be why, great. Why haven't we sent him an email? We, um, I did a long time ago because we have a contact. We had a con. It it was right around the time that they left Geek and Sundry. Okay. And we have a contact in Geek and Sundry. Oh. I didn't know that. Um, I won't mention who it is. Probably smart. Yeah. But um, I, the person said that they would talk to him and set it up. And then they left Geek and Sundry, like right then at that Ah, moment. Got you. Um, The person um, still has contact with him. So I've been, I've been looking into that on occasion. That would Um, be awesome. Uh, I've been trying through my own channels to get uh, uh, Gil Ramirez, their Guild of Logsmith. To come on that'd be, be cool yeah i you know um people i probably never would want to have on the podcast like opposite wish list mm. will wheaton really yeah you're not a fan huh i i didn't have a good experience meeting him oh, okay fair enough <laughs> and it wasn't like me trying to bug him or asking him stuff it was just i got shoved out of the way by a bodyguard oh damn and all right I get it. I mean, Gen Con's insane. Yeah. So I get it. It's just, don't... I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't trying to interfere with him. I was right. just standing in a place where I wasn't really supposed to be, and I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Fair enough. But um, I have other friends who have met him and have had gotten I bad experiences r- as well. Oh, I ran into him one of the times he actually went to Strategicon, and... Yeah, he was all right. He seemed cool. cool. I did. I only got to say like two words to the guy, but I, I've t- I've had I've known people like John and A. Our friend John and A. Um, played a game with him. Played a some game with him, and yeah. he was really nice. Um, yeah, I, I mean, nothing against Will Wheaton. I mean, if he wants to be on, it'd be fine. It was just, it was just a weird experience. It was probably not his fault, yeah. and I will be. But it was, it was one of those things that it was just like really surprising and like probably completely explainable and no big deal but it was yeah it was one of those things that just rubbed me the wrong way okay yeah i i I mean i didn't get just get shoved i got really shoved oh i believe it yeah Yeah, security guards can be assholes i know i used to be one uh (laughs) i can picture that yeah oh uh uh, another one for a a dream get i would love to get uh lavar burton um that would be cool that would be great because we could talk about so much stuff with him. I, uh, we could do an entire episode about reading Rainbow. Oh my <laughs> god, that would be fantastic. Um, I, I, or not even about reading Rainbow, but about reading for kids. Yeah, yeah, like just 
or I mean, you could, you, I mean, we could even tangent into the um, No Child Left Behind and why Reading Rainbow was canceled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, because Reading Rainbow didn't teach kids how to read; it read to kids, and yeah. that was why um, No Child Left Behind said that if the show had was going to continue, it had to teach kids how to read, and they canceled it. Mm. A treasured, wonderful show. Mm-hmm. Which I could still sing that theme song to even now. <laughs> I mean, the big, big celebrities, um, they're they're tough for me because I've always kind of considered us, you know, the people who in the people who have the guy who works on the lights rather than the guy who's in front of the lights <laughs> as an analogy. Right. Um, no, I get that. 100%. Not because we're a small podcast, but because we're just dudes. What can we're you just... ask the celebrity that everyone hasn't asked them already? Right. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it'd be cool to have them on to talk about some geeky shit that doesn't have to do with their stuff, but they're not going to make the time to do that. Yeah. Um, I would like to, um, I, I mean, Andrew Rea has been on my list for a long time and I've been reaching out to them. Nice. Uh, I, Oh, um, uh, I'm from got, binging with Babish. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got a uh, uh, a Twitch streamer named uh, Godku that I'm a big fan of, and I've been slowly through his Discord chat, been trying to work on him to getting him to be interested in coming on as a guest. <laughs> I wouldn't mind having PewDiePie on. I've watched him. I mean, I, I mean, I, I would definitely be the fish out of water on that one because I I haven't watched hardly anything he's. <laughs> I it it I mean seriously you could watch you could you all you have to do is watch a few early videos a few mid videos and a few videos of what he does now yeah I believe it really it's like he used to play video games and then he mixed content into that and now all he talks about is memes and it's yeah it's he's he's the most popular non corporate YouTuber. Right. Um, I I really like the personality of Markiplier. Markiplier is like the second most popular mm. st- game streamer, and I've enjoyed watching him. Um, no, oh, another another YouTuber. Just talking about YouTubers, uh, I've been I'm trying to I've been trying to get on with us for a while. Is uh, Adam the Woo? Oh yeah, yeah, that would be yeah. fun. It he politely declined last time I invited him. But it's been it's Wu. been a year, so is that the guy who plays bass? Yes. He was in I, gutter. He was in the band Guttermouth. It's very funny because I discovered him independent of you telling me about him, and I didn't make the connection. <laughs> oh, that would be so great to have him on. Oh yeah, I I, uh, I I asked him about. I hit him up on Instagram about it like a year ago, and he's. Oh, I'm not doing podcasts right now, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll give your I'll give your your show a listen. And apparently, he listened to an episode, but that's the last I heard back from him about anything. So I like. I, I, I've watched because I watch a couple of other bass player um, YouTube channels and I came across him because of that. Like I watched he like watched other people doing other things and then other people reacted to him playing. Yeah. But um, the video that introduced me to him was him watching the guy who plays on the Hello Kitty bass. OK. Um, all right. So um, your, your turn to ask. Um. All right, if you can own a magical item from D&D in real life, what would you want? Nothing che- no rings of wishes. No, 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 of course not. Um I mean honestly, bag of holding. That would be cool. 
I, I, I don't mean, need anything that big. I, I, I think the Heward's Handy Haversack would be neat, but I already feel like I have that. I always feel like I can fit more in my backpack than possibly could be fit in. Well, I actually have a uh, Think Geek bag of holding, which was their shoulder bag they made that held an outrageous amount of stuff. <laughs> I I had that, and um, it it died. Yeah, mine. I I actually owned three of them, and the zippers kept breaking. And then I got another shoulder bag to replace it, but then I found out that shoulder bags were causing me to have hip problems. Yeah. So one of the main reasons I don't wear one anymore either. So now I wear a Swiss Army backpack. Oh, nice. And I just had to wash it last week because so we had a snowstorm and I walked to the grocery store to get a few things. And I thought it would be nice to bring Heather a Dungeness crab because she really likes Dungeness crab. So I brought it home. She had her crab. She really enjoyed it. And then on Monday when I went into work, I reached to get a mask out of my backpack and all my masks smell like crab. And my <laughs> backpack smells like crab. <laughs> Fucking crab was in there for 20 minutes. Oops. Uh, um, I... Uh, the power of odors. I would like a ever-burning torch. Yeah. I think that would change my life. Yeah, I, I mean, if we limit the list to minor magical items, I mean, hell, a freaking wand of cure light wounds with the... I don't get hurt enough to need something like a wand of cure light wounds. I I would just use it for canker sores. I don't know. Generally, stuff like that's only dealing you one point of damage, anyways. And I mean, yeah. your constitution's not like a, a single digit, so you should be all right. Um, what are some other good? Um, the fucking um. Oh, what was it called? What was the flask that um you opened it up and it was basically a portal to the elemental plane of water? Oh, the uh, the um. Oh shit. I think it's just phylactery? called a, I think it's no. just called the never ending flask or something like that. Or it's a the, um, flask of water. I don't know. I don't know the actual name for it, but I know what you're talking about. So it's like a flask where you could just constantly pour water out of it because it never it never gets empty. Oh, it's a famous item. Decanter oh. of endless water. That's the one, yeah. Because it's up you, there with like the alchemist jug. Because one, it's the ultimate survival item. Um, and then two it can make a geyser, so it's great self-defense. Hmm. And there's always the bottle of air. And if you want, you can um, you can make the geyser, use the geyser as a propulsion system in water. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, in, um, in the game Planescape Torment, the old PC isometric RPG game, mm-hmm. the decanter of endless water, they use it as a very important quest item. And if you can find it, you can use it to um, you can use it to um, get a new party member that's basically a sorcerer that's on fire all the time. Nice, that's pretty good. There's a few hidden PCs in that game that you have to do certain things to get. But I mean, in a video role playing game, if there's no food resources. Something like a decanter of endless water is usually considered useless, but they do a pretty good job of making it a good quest item. No, that is funny. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, hmm. There's so many just good random magic items that it's tough to pick, you know, just one. 
<laughs> but that's why it's a wish list. But yeah, bag of holding definitely. Uh, um, the... the rod of wonder. No, <laughs> uh, no, actually, the rod of wonder is the one that makes the butterflies, isn't it? It can make a lot of things. No, I'm, I'm trying to. The rod of lordly might. That's the one I was thinking of. The rod of lordly might is the one that's like a. It's like a um, Swiss Army knife because you push buttons on it and it does different things. Mm. I, I, I remember because there was like one, you push a button and it turns into a 10-foot pole and then you push a button and a sword comes out and then you push a button and a grappling hook will shoot out of it. It's yeah, basically, it's, 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 a, it's a Swiss Army knife, basically. Yeah. Um, any of the self-defense items aren't really useful in real life. No, in, not in our much. world. I mean, in a, in this country. <laughs> in, um, yeah. Any item that can that can um, cast Mordenkainen's mansion or something like that, or <laughs> um, Liaman's tiny hut. Yeah, tiny hut's not a bad one. Oh, a movable rod. That would be such a cool thing to own. Yeah. And then people are going to complain that none of us said flying carpet. Yeah, it's only <laughs> so useful, and they're they they they're limited in what they can and can't do. You can fall off a flying carpet. Oh yeah, quite easily. <laughs> Same with a flying broom. Same with just about anything that can fly, really. All right, your turn. All right. Um, hmm. uh, well, since we're talking about wish lists, one of the things around that actually has wish lists is uh, we mentioned it earlier, Amazon. What's on your Amazon wish list? I can't believe I put that on there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going to open it. So yeah, I can actually not? read these off. Let, let I, me do that too. <laughs> I don't know how good of content this is going to be. I don't really have much on mine, to be fair. List. I reset my cookies recently, so I actually have to re-sign re into Amazon. Damn. Uh, okay. Um, so the first, op the first item that I just added recently... Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody has a podcast except you, a how-to guide from the first family of podcasting. <laughs> nice. Um, it's made by the guys who make the My Brother and Me podcast. Okay. Or My Brother, My Brother and Me podcast, the McElroy brothers. Got you. Yeah, yeah. Um, huh. Interesting. All right. I'll, I'll, we'll go back and forth on this. So which, all right. which one of yours? Uh, well, my, wish list, my, my Amazon wish list is short. Uh, one of the things on here that's been on here the longest is a computer case that I've wanted forever that sadly isn't available anymore. <laughs> um, I've, I've always been a big fan of full-size tower cases because they give you a lot of room for expansion. So I was looking at getting a Cooler Master Storm Series Striker Tower. It's all white and looked really, really neat. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, I have Steampunk Leather Crossbody Shoulder Tote. Nice. And brass nautical telescope walking stick antique finish costume wooden cane. It's a cane mm. with a telescope. It like pops up and swivels out so you hold it. It the telescope actually works on the top of the cane. You don't have to take it off. Neat. Yeah, and it like folds up and then re-swivels down so that it looks like a normal cane. It doesn't look weird until you pull the telescope out. Well, very cool. Um, let's see. Uh, I've got all six books of the Pathfinder Adventure Path Giant Slayer, the, the hardcover books in here. 
Uh, the, sorry, the softcover books, which apparently got reprinted because they're available. <laughs> I have a few things from Etsy that I can't see a picture of, so I'm going to skip those. Mm. Um, I got um, a um, mace bell. It's a, it's a dumbbell shaped like a mace for um, um, working out, weapons training, gotcha. strength training. Makes sense. Um, weightlifting bars. Um, those are nerdy because I don't use them as, um, as actual bars for putting weights on. I use them for sword training and help, staff help training. Up, help build up your forearms. And, yep. Yeah. Um, I have some bow staffs on here. Mm. I've got a bunch of, I've got a, a bunch of, uh, Renfair stuff on here. Uh, I was looking at, uh, looking at different styles of pants and things. Luckily, um, well, one of my one of my costume cheats for my Renfair costume is uh, I just get scrubs, which come in any color of the rainbow. And as long as you remove like patches and things, they're just basic pants. They look like when you're wearing them as part of the costume, which is great. So that's cool. Yeah, little little hack for people looking to uh, make uh, period costumes for things like Renaissance Fair reenacting or cosplay. Do if you, you need if you need pants that are simple drawstring scrubs. One of the things about Renfrew that I always think is neat is all the crap people hang off their belt. Do you just keep an eye out for, like, this wooden spoon looks like it would be good to carry? Or, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. My current carry for my Renfrew thing, I've got two belt pouches. I've got my wooden bowl, my uh, hand-forged, real blacksmith-made uh, silverware set. Um, I've got two different daggers I wear. I've got my two mugs I carry, and um, and I've got my 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 coin pouch with some actual period coins I've collected. Neat. I I um I I have a few things that I got at Renfair. Like I have a couple of loops for putting mugs on. Mm -hmm. and, um, there I I always thought it was cool how people just put their costume. Most people put their costumes together over time, and that's why. Renfair costumes can be so intimidating to newbies because yes. these oh, elaborate costumes usually took 10 years to put together. Oh yeah. You start out with, you know, the basic things and you just start, you just keep adding to it over and over again. And I'm in the same boat. I've been doing it now. Sadly, we didn't do one last year. We're not going to do one this year either because of COVID COVID, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, what would have been my fifth and sixth year, as a reenactor uh, for that is going to be it's still going to be my fifth year, but it's not going to be till next year. But yeah, I've, I'm getting to the point now of where I'm starting to add more and more to it. Just random aesthetic things. Of, Ooh, this looks cool. Ooh, this is neat. So I'm going to, I'm going to skip the rest of the stuff on here because it's, it basically all barrels down to, I'm just going to go in categories. Cause if I okay. go item by item, it's martial arts training stuff. Gotcha. Then beard maintenance, Ah, um, then um, ergonomic gear like glasses for blue blocking glasses, chairs, stuff like that for desk work. I'm I'm trying to put together a podcasting area. Mm, so nice. like right now I'm on a card table and cause we got a new house and I don't I don't record in the same place I game. And I I want to get a nice podcasting area. So a lot of that stuff is on my wish list. A nice comfy chair, a nice, a nice yeah. desk. A nice, I'm sitting uh, on a kitchen chair right now. <laughs> nice. Um, I got some 
nerdy like decor like treasure chests and stuff like that i'm always looking for stuff like that i got a lot of smart home stuff mm. um you have exponentially more stuff on your wish list than i have on mine i've already concluded everything that was on my wish list. <laughs> i have a couple family members who only use wish lists for mm. um, their christmas shopping fair so enough every year i have to go in and make sure it's updated um my wife's family is very tell me what you want no, that's a great way of doing it when you think about yeah. it. Then you always get, you know, something that you actually want. Yeah. So I, um, I, I've been diligent about trying to keep it updated. The only problem with that is oh. if I don't vet every single item, sometimes I end up with things that were a little unthought out. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, just um, no- I, I just noticed something. We're in the Brown Shirt Club. Oh, cool. I, I, I couldn't tell your shirt looks green to me because your camera's not working right. Seriously? <laughs> Fucking, it, hold on. It actually went back to color for a little bit. There, after how about now? Started, no, it's still green. <laughs> God damn. All right, hold on. I hate this stupid thing. There we go. So I am going to... I am going to hit you with something awkward. That has never happened on this podcast before. There, how about now? You just you you came back as green, but then you went back to normal. Yay! Yay! Yeah, I'm I'm wearing my uh my Jurassic Park Park Ranger shirt. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm gonna hit you with something awkward. Okay. Because so I have and I have a thing that has to pull me away from the computer for like Two, three minutes. Okay. So you want me to vamp. Gotcha. I am going to ask you Mm -hmm. a specific topic, and then you can go on about that while I'm gone. (laughs) I apologize. There's nothing I can do about this. It's okay. Um, So what I'm going to ask you. Ask me your question, Bridgekeeper. I am not afraid. (laughs) What is your wish list of, not just what's on your Amazon wish list, but what stuff would you love to have for Renfair? Because I know there's a, I mean, it's an endless amount of stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Constantly. All right. Um, so, you know, just pretend you're still talking to me. I will be back as fast as I possibly can. All right. Well, uh, empty Brian's chair. Uh, <laughs> if I had to uh, pick any one particular thing for Red Fair, I mean, there's there's always little little things to add, whether it's upgrading your footwear, which is very important because you're going to be on your feet a lot. Like I have really expensive handmade boots I bought several years ago that are still run that are still great and work quite well. But it's you know like uh, the vest I wear is getting a little old and could use something to be upgraded into, or I could even uh, try. One of the things I want to do is I need to start getting uh, some pieces together and start. Uh, working on contacts with people that actually make stuff to get a higher class of costume made. Cause right now when I'm running around, I'm in mismatched colors and just whatever pieces I've got, which is just fine. And there's nothing wrong with it. Most peasants of the time, or as the common folk as we tend to be called, um, wore pretty much whatever they had. And the Renaissance fair, when we're there, the, the characters were all playing. It's the first big event that's happened in the year since winter ended. So it's the chance for everybody to get out and meet with people. And we're not stuck in our homes under feet of snow, living with animals to keep them alive. And so everyone's dressed in their best. And 
we're talking and we're you know partying and the queen's coming and so at some point i do want to get a better i i want to start laying the groundwork to getting a better costume that will make it so that i'm not just portraying a common folk i'd like to get into a something of more middle class something with a little more higher status but those costumes tend to be more elaborate there's more work that's involved in making them it's it it's also very red fair costuming and stuff is a lot easier if you are handy and or know somebody who can do things like sew stuff for you because you have tons of free time and can hit estate sales constantly yeah (laughs) estate sales are great you never know what you're gonna find but yeah, that's the, one of the one of the main things is like I, I'm trying to. It's, it's a slow upgrading process. Some of the stuff I've got is getting old and needs to get replaced. And it's I can do it piecemeal and you know keep my commoner costume as it is. Or like I want to start doing is uh, getting upgrading into nicer pieces that match better, so that I can start portraying a m- more middle class uh, character instead of the 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 lowly commoner that I already do play. That's cool. I I you know when I set up a costume for Ren Fair. It was like, all right, what can I afford? Pretty much. It was, it was basically shirt pants. Yeah, which is all you need. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it's, well, once you get into it, like I have and get to know more people and a lot of the people that have been doing it for years and years and years, the more elaborate the costumes get, the more, the more, oh, what's the word? Uh, involved the characters you create get to be with, how stuff is run in the city, how stuff is run in the city. Like I'm, I, I play a commoner. I walk around two thirds of the people there don't even know that I actually work in the place. I just look like some guy walking around in costume. <laughs> well, I already shared what was on my wish list for my steampunk costume. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, one of the things that is on the top of my wish list for my steampunk costume, but it's not on Amazon because it doesn't exist mm. is a hat that will fit my head. Ah. I want a top hat. And I have reached out to people on Etsy who make them, mm-hmm. and they go, "Sorry, we don't make them that big." Now, how big is your head? Twenty-four and a half inches. Okay, so hat size. What does that equal? Um, it's because um, I'm like a seven and three quarters. It's like a nine or something like that. Oh, sweet! Yeah, nice. Your head's big. Yeah, Jesus. yeah. That I go to hat shops, and they go, "You sir need to find a haberdasher that actually makes them from scratch." Well, when you look at me, it doesn't look monstrous. It just looks proportionate to my body, and mm. it's like you. I go in the hat shop, and I tell them I can't buy hats. I really want to get a hat that fits, and they always say, "Oh, well." Have you gone to hat stuff? You would definitely be able to find you a hat that fits. And never, never. They, I mean, on occasion, they find a hat that kind of fits kind of, and it's never the kind I want to get. Mm. Um, the only time I ever got a hat that fit is I found a stall in the Portland Saturday Market, and I got a cowboy hat. I wore that thing for like forever. It was a fake leather style cowboy hat. It was awesome. Mm. And I left it in a restaurant. Oh, no, you fool. Yeah, it sucks when you like to wear hats, but your head's monstrous. Um, I went to um, buy a bike helmet once, and they were they measured my head, and they go, "Well, that sucks." And I go, "Why?" He goes, "Well, the 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 highest size we have is a sixty, and you're a sixty three. Mm. And I was like, I was like, "Well, what's the biggest size they make?" And he goes, sixty three. <laughs> Nice. Uh, 63 centimeters is what it is. Not bad. Uh, yeah. So I, 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 on the top of my wish list is like hats 
and a top hat for cosplay. I would love. I mean, my costume would work so well with a top hat because it's oh, a yeah. suit with tails. Um, the the holiday that I can wear costumes to work was my day off this year, so mm. I have another year to put stuff together. Um, I have to either get alterations or get a new jacket because I lost so much weight and my, um, my original jacket is giant, you know, so I went from being a two X to a large. Yeah. That's impressive. I mean, I've lost, I've lost two full pant sizes myself. So oh, that's nice. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I went from, I went from a 40 to a 34 mm. and it's, it's, um, and I had to reduce my inseam size, which surprised me because I didn't think that changed. Yeah, I didn't think that changed either. Yeah, but yeah. I, I mean, you know, I guess your your thighs get smaller, so no, that makes sense. Yeah, I went from a fifty four or fifty six, depending on the cut, to a fifty or fifty two currently. So getting there slowly yeah. but surely. I mean, cosplaying wish lists. I I only have the one. It's you know, I try to keep an eye out for steampunk stuff, and it. Yeah try to keep an eye out for antique furniture and stuff like uh, antique um, jewelry and stuff like that stuff that works with it. I, and one of these days I want to put a utility belt together, but that would be more DIY. Like, I mean, it would be really cool to have a really cool looking utility belt that had like, you push a button on a pocket and something pops up on a spring (laughs) <laughs> which not overly difficult is time consuming and you have to have a certain set of skills to be able yeah. to build that stuff yourself which yeah, not everybody has and oh um mikey um who hasn't been on the podcast in a while mikey shared a youtube channel with us about this dude who who lost four fingers oh, yeah, on he, his hand he, he made his own prosthetic hand yeah with articulating fingers yeah and- it's, i saw that it was pretty good and then he he made a prosthetic chainsaw for his hand. <laughs> and he referenced Ash versus the Evil Dead when he made it too. Of course. I mean, yeah. come on. If you're going to put a chainsaw on your hand, you kind of they're oh, it's obligatory. Well, a lot of the point. tools he made were very practical. Like he 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 made a power driver that was just um, it was just designed to go over the fingers so he could control it with his thumb. It mm-hmm. wasn't, I mean, it didn't even look, it didn't, it looked like he was using a tool. It didn't look like he was wearing a prosthetic. Right. But um, he found that um, with only one, w- with only one able hand, he had to adjust tools so he didn't injure himself when using them because he couldn't stabilize a power driver. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I, I wish I remembered the guy's name. I'll, I'll have to share the the channel on YouTube. I have it. I, I subscribe to it. Um, there's only a few videos on there, but he's a lot of people because um, I, I guess he's been featured in a few news sources about because it's. I mean, he's going to be sharing oh, more yeah, no, cool those, stuff that he made. Yeah, that that those a lot of those videos have made the rounds on Facebook and stuff too. So, um, hanging around every now and then. How are we doing on time? It's nine twenty. Yep. We've been chatting for about an hour now. Ten more minutes before we wrap this up. Let's see. Um, All right. So there's a lot of TV and movie properties. Mm. What would you like to see rebooted? Rebooted? Ooh. um, That's a good one. Um, I mean, other than Firefly. 
I don't even know about rebooted as much. I mean, it, they it, are doing a reboot. I right? know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, <laughs> I was uh, really sad that the Buffy sequel reboot thing didn't happen. Yeah, a little bit. But then again, Buffy was great on its own. And that's kind of the problem when you run into any reboot system, though, is that you're going to have those people that are such big fans of the original that they're going to see any type of reboot as like a sacrilege or something. I thought the Charmed reboot was pretty good. I used to watch Charmed. And no, I, I never. The I reboot never, was pretty good. I never watched. I didn't see either of those. Um, Charmed ran too long. It mm. was like, I, I remember one time I turned on the TV and I'm like, the show is still on. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's uh, a good one. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, I know they're. Um, I like to see some of like the more classic sh- shows of the clock. Like, uh, I'd like to see them re- uh, start up the Green Hornet show again, or you know, the, oh, a, modern, yeah. a modern retelling of some of those classic shows, or even like do a new Batman TV show that. Oh, in the know, campy style. Yeah, but you know, or you know, try and do it a little more realistic, but still have it be that 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 can't give it that that sort of ring to it because. You know, I, I have to say, it's really hard to do. I mean, I, I don't mm. even know how they pulled it off back then. It, uh, the, the key to it was is the actors that were doing it were playing it straight. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> and that's why they hired Adam West. Yeah. Yeah, that's what because he's the ultimate straight man. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I've seen him interviewed and he, he'll do things like he'll, he'll read... Um, he'll read penthouse forms in a straight voice. Oh yeah. And it's hilarious. Uh, there's a podcast I listened to called reply all that did an interview with him uh, for something. And he actually answered the phone when they called him a desert bat cave. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was living out in Palm Sp- the Palm Springs area at the time. <laughs> you, you don't really find out how funny he is until you start watching family guy. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, so that, that, yeah. Adam West was amazing. And it was great, the work he did on Batman Animated the Series when he played the inspiration for Batman. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's good stuff. I, I loved seeing Batman geeking out on meeting his idol from when he was a kid. Oh, yeah. Classic. Yeah. That, I, was it stuff. like the Grey Ghost or something like that? Some, uh, yeah, I think it was, uh, yeah, it was the Grey Ghost or something. I'm not 100% sure. Um. I would like to see. Um, oh God, I had a good one. And now, oh, Pirates of Darkwater. Ooh, yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I mean, that was that's on my list of shows that I wish weren't canceled. That were canceled too soon. Really, really mm-hmm. good shows that were canceled too soon. But I would love to see that. I, I mean, probably animated. Yeah. Maybe animated by the guys who made um, Dragon Prince and Avatar: the Last Airbender. Not a bad idea. Um, I personally would like to see him try and give uh, the young Indiana Jones uh, tales they were doing for a little while another try. Now that technology's better and cheaper and easier to produce, I think they yeah. to do more with it than they were able to do during the the late nineties. Kind of in the same vein, in like how Walker Texas Ranger and MacGyver came back. Yeah, where you know it's it's not really rebooted; it's just back. It's yeah. just. Yeah, then, it's been a while. Hey, we're back, and, and there's there's new actors, but it's the same kind of thing. Yeah, I like how they changed the MacGyver show to being instead of a lone secret agent, he is 
part of a team. Yeah. So there's a little bit more that can happen in each episode. I mean, honestly, I would love to see them uh, remake uh, the A team and not do it as badly as they did the movie. I liked the movie. The movie was all right, but it was not as good as it could have been. I liked how over the top the movie went, but it didn't yeah. feel like the A team. I do have to say, it didn't feel like the show at all. No, it didn't it feel didn't. like no. It and was, I'll admit, near the end of the show's run, it started to get a little, a little tropey and a little samey over and over again. But when it first started, the show was just amazing. I, I've rewatched the A Team. It's a pretty bad show. Oh, I mean, I, as a kid, it was terrible. Great, but but it's, oh yeah, yeah, it's one of the most violent, non-bloody TV shows ever because they were constantly firing machine guns everywhere. Yet no one ever died. <laughs> um, not, um, not a reboot. But I would love to see um, them do a revival of New Heart for like an episode or two. I really liked New Heart. New Heart was good. Um, do you know about how they ended it? Yes. Where? Okay. So yeah. I will describe this for listeners. So at well, the, if you're going to do that, you have to introduce the fact that Bob Newhart had a, a show before New Heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Bob Newhart is this famous comedian, been around forever, like ever he's a legend and he had a show that was a classic show called bob newhart show where he played a he played a um psychologist yeah married psychologist and um and then years later they made another show called newhart and he played an innkeeper owner mm-hmm. and they ended the second show by making the second show a dream and they brought the original actress back from the first show. Yeah. So it's the, brilliant. Yeah, so he wakes up, sits up in bed, looks over at his, his wife from the first show and goes, I had the strangest dream. <laughs> I was an innkeeper owner. And it's like, it's brilliant. It's meta. It's yeah, probably it's one of the first times there was a meta joke in a show. Mm. Um, I think... Well, they, shows, they, they they did it with Dallas as well, and it didn't go over anywhere near as well. Well, yeah, because with Dallas, it wasn't a joke. No, it was just that was it was their way of of unscrewing what they'd screwed up with the writing. <laughs> because they killed off Patrick Duffy's character, mm-hmm. and there was such an outcry about it. That it like, All right, well, we have to find a way to bring it back. Uh, Davis X Machina. <laughs> Duffy wasn't he on a sitcom on a TGIF sitcom? Uh, yeah, like step I, by step. I think so. Um, yeah, yeah. He played the dad. It was, it was one of those ones. Uh, See, I, I, I knew him. Yeah, I think it was. That. I think it was step by step. Yeah, I knew him from that when I was a kid, and I learned about Dallas because I watched that show, and my mom would be like, <laughs> "Oh, that was the guy who died on Dallas, and it was only a dream." Yeah, yeah. Family Guy does a the paid homage to that scene from Dallas as well. Like, What's Family Guy? <laughs> But they did it in live action yeah, with the original did. actors. Yeah. Oh, it was great. It was it was such a good homage. It was amazing. <laughs> it, it it was really smart. I one of the things that makes Family Guy so good is Seth Rogen kind of has his ear to the pulse of Hollywood. So Seth MacFarlane. Yes, thank you. Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> Seth I mean Seth, Seth Rogen Mc... does as well, but they're two completely different people. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Seth. You know, <laughs> Seth Green really has his. I, <laughs> you know, Seth Green and Seth MacFarlane actually work on the same show. Yeah. A yeah, Robot Chicken. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, yes. I don't even remember what my point was going to be. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, ha- he, he is 
in tune with everything that goes on in Hollywood. And it's one of the reasons why Family Guy continues to be good. I, I There's a lot of arguments that it's not good anymore, but I, I think that... I think that people just like to do that with shows. Yeah, I mean, I mean, unlike is... the Simpsons, which actually isn't good anymore. No, well, the Simpsons got to be, you know, you, look, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain, or you just keep going forever. For That's no what I reason. mean. Yeah, um, I don't know why. I mean, is it money? I mean, why do they keep going? I mean, do they have good ratings? Do people watch the show anymore? <laughs> uh, yeah, they still have an audience, and they're still on primetime slots, but I, I'm pretty sure it's all just money. I mean, to be fair, money makes the world go around. So. I, I mean, I used to have a wish list item. I used to want to see the Simpsons be live action. I, I mean, and then Dennis the Menace did it, and it wasn't that great. No, it wasn't. Although Except Christopher Lloyd in it was pretty good. Well, I thought Walter Matthau was in that. Uh, I think yeah, he played uh, Mr. Wilson. He, yeah, he played Mr. Wilson. Uh, um, uh, shit, Doc Brown. Uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, Lloyd. Christopher uh, Lloyd. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd's in that too. What does he play? I don't remember. He, he plays the hobo that kidnaps uh, oh, oh, Dennis yeah. in the end with the beans. Yeah. Um, one of the things about Dennis the Menace, which was weird, was it was based on. The old show that Which was, was based, based on the comic, the old, the old uh, Sunday serial comic strip, yeah. But there was a kids' audience to see the movie because a lot of kids grew up watching Dennis the Menace on Nick at Night. Mm-hmm. So when I saw the movie, I was like, "Oh, I totally know this because I watched the old reruns of the show." Mm-hmm. It, and and that was actually built into the marketing of the show because they knew that a lot of kids were watching Dennis and Menace because of Nick at Night. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, tro- problem-causing kid was a, was, an, was a trope in the 80s and early 90s. Mm-hmm. Like the Problem Child series with oh, John Ritter. Yeah. They should bring that back. Well, I mean, they can't. He's dead. Well, they can... There is such a thing as recasting. Be granted, be that as it may. So speaking of recasting, <laughs> what is Man, your dream? Yeah, I am with on the, with the segues. Today. I am on the segue. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> I set it up from the beginning because I knew you were going to make it. I knew you were going to make a John Ritter is dead joke because you're a sick bastard. <laughs> um, hoisted by my own petard. <laughs> so. The D and D movie is coming, and we don't know much about it. Oh yeah, yeah, we yeah. don't know much about it. So, who is your dream cast? Who oh, you want to see in it? I mean, we don't know who's going to be playing what, but I mean, we could also do dream. Yeah, well, campaign setting, storyline. I honestly, the one thing I really want to see happen, which is, I also kind of made the round on Facebook, someone mentioned it, but I want to see a character die, and then later on they meet the same actor playing a different character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, there are two ways the movie could go that I think it could be successful. If it's super self-aware and meta, it'll be very good. Oh, yeah. If it's one of the classic stories, it can probably be very good. Yeah, it depends on what, what major story arc they go with. If, like um, if they do Icewind Dale, it's probably going to be good. Yeah. But that's I mean, hell, they can even do movie to make. <laughs> I mean, they could even do like Ravenloft or something. You know, bring Strahd in and yeah. 
And unfortunately, it's when you have an open-ended thing, they might just take some fantasy story and rebrand it as D&D. Yeah, absolutely. They might. I mean, to be fair, Tolkien or the original Dungeons and Dragons was based heavily off Tolkien's works. So, so it's, it's, it's generic could be, fantasy as you get. It's sort of like um, the World of Warcraft movie was really good for people who are fans of the series. I actually enjoyed the I liked World of Warcraft it. I liked movie. It a lot. I mean, it had its faults, but as far as sticking true to the storyline from the games, it was actually pretty good. I my favorite thing about World of Warcraft is how well they handled the uncanny valley effect, and sometimes you you forgot that you were watching CGI. A little bit, yeah. Although I think one of my favorite moments is when they're riding over the bridge towards Goldshire. There's a murloc in the ring. It it was very well done as a love letter to the fans. It I think it could have been marketed better. Absolutely. Yeah. It, yeah, it, they, uh, they, yeah. They dropped the ball there. They were expecting the name to be more recognizable by people that weren't overwhelming fans already. So- who could play, who could be in the D and D movie that well, wouldn't that would kind of guarantee the success of the movie no matter what? Vin Diesel, yeah, definitely playing some sort of fighter or barbarian. Yeah, you know, I, well, he has to play a dwarf because you know they're all about family. <laughs> it, isn't, it isn't the struggle; it is the clan because the only thing would you like would you like another burger off the grill so they, so, so they have to give him the they have to give him the john reese davies treatment so yeah, he's yeah. So he's short yeah all right that's not bad that's not bad. i can't do an impression of vin diesel doing a dwarf voice yeah. it, it, it's probably just vin diesel talking it's pretty much in his vin normal diesel, gravelly yeah. voice yeah. <laughs> um, they say your brain stays awake in cryosleep <laughs> the um um joe Man- mangled name um and for listeners who don't know this has been a long-standing inside joke of the podcast oh joe mangled name i think it's magliano or something like Mag- that manganinello magdanello yeah Something Italian, something from the other coast that I don't and know how to pronounce well. You know, and it's it's probably not Italian or monsters. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, the um, so Joe Manganiello, <laughs> Joe Joe M, literally mangled name. Um, <laughs> so he would be good. Yeah. Um, I I mean he's into D and D. I mean we've we've. Basically, because these two people are into D and D, Matt Mercer should definitely voice a CGI creature, maybe multiple ones. Oh yeah, if not, be in it himself. I mean, and they are anybody that's on too. Critical Role. I mean, oh, yeah. you know what would be really good is if the D and D movie was just the cartoon made live action because it's good. The, yeah. the well, series um, is good. Actually, Critical Role recently has started doing. Uh, they they started they animated a series of recaps. So if you wanted to watch the uh, get an idea of where the story of their current campaign is going on YouTube, I think there's two or three episodes of it out now that they recap the episodes of the show that's fully animated and fully narrated and everything. It's really really neat. Have they have, have they done anything from the Kickstarter project yet? I, from my understanding, they're still working on it. I mean, it was the most successful Kickstarter of all time. So. <laughs> They raised something like seven million dollars or something. The problem like was that. when you raise that much over budget, 
yeah. you end up taking time to make something that big because yeah. you have to use the money. Mm. Well, they were just getting started with it too, and then COVID hit. So yeah, that's true. And a lot of the money goes into casting too. Yeah, they might, you know, they might get special guests because they have extra money. To be fair, they get special guests anyways. But yeah, yeah. The um, my favorite special guest on Critical Role is Patrick Rothfuss. He was really good. Do you have a phone toning? I suddenly, apparently, I do. What's going? Oh, I got a couple emails. My okay. Phone. I don't think mine's on silent. No, yours went off once before. Oh, while I was gone? Uh, no, no, you were talking. I, I don't um, know if you heard it. No big deal. Yeah, I'm putting mine on silent now. You know, I don't go through the checklist when we're in a hurry. Man. And, yeah. Um, oh, it's just the two of us. It's a little, little more informal as well. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I can't think of... I mean, we know the cast of Critical Role, um, Vin Diesel and Joe Manganiello... I can't think of anyone else who plays D&D. Well, I don't think they have to actually play D&D to be into it. I just think that Vin Diesel would be an it would definitely a crowd draw as far yeah. as getting people to go see it. Uh, I mean, you could put any real big names in it. Oh, though. Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon's a good one. I mean, it didn't work for The Great Wall, but... Nah, well, I mean, that movie was doomed anyways. I think it made money in China. Of course it did. It was I mean, a Chinese that was movie. what it was made for. Yeah, you don't say... <laughs> <laughs> um i mean I, I don't i don't know if there could be any more of a uh any more of a a a no okay to more make it obvious, more uh, to make it more topical things i would like to see in a D <clears throat> movie oh there we go i i would like to see um references to things like the tomb of horrors yeah i want to see classic monsters not used badly like if there's a beholder in the movie, I want it to be a crazy beholder that's actually part of the story. I don't want it to be, oh no, they have beholders. No, I'd like them to actually like run into Xanthar. Do you remember the original D&D movie with the, oh, they have beholders. We better yeah. be careful. It's like, but the, yeah, you, yeah, thank you for the name drop. <laughs> ah, it's very dangerous. You go first. <laughs> Um, best use of a beholder in the movie was Big Trouble in Little China. I agree. Although that spectator. wasn't a behold that wasn't a beholder, it was a gazer. But yeah. Uh, oh, gazer, I would say spectator. Six one and a half dozen the other. Yeah. Because it had the it had the eyeball in the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Um I would like to see Marlon Wayans be in the new D D movie just because he should be in it. Playing the exact same character. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, there are one of the things about the D and D movies is they are so bad they're good. I mean they're fun to watch. They they are definitely from multiple different angles. But and I think the third one they made was probably the best one. I don't remember if I've seen the third. Oh, one. and they try so hard to bring the storylines back from the original movies without doing mm. it. And it's so bad because they'll bring characters back, <laughs> but they never bring back the main characters. Like that whole that whole. Um, cliffhanger at the end of the original D&D movie where they, they resurrect the character never right, came back in the sequels. Right, yeah. Well, there's a, there's a lot going on in the current, uh, the current story arc of Dungeons & Dragons with the Tales of Faerun and everything that's going on in 5th edition that it would be, that would make a lot of good hell. If they could make an entire movie out of just a group of adventurers going through a Tomb of Horrors. I think focusing on one of the campaigns is probably the best way. I agree. That would be a great way of doing it. I mean, as, even Greyhawk. I mean, it doesn't have to be Forgotten Realms, even no, though they probably get yeah. more interest from the fans. But 
Um, there's probably a lot more depth of story from Greyhawk than yeah. Um, you know, I I would love to see Undermountain. <laughs> I would love to see. Um, I don't know if they could do Undermountain justice because Undermountain is so vast and there's so much crap going on. What's your favorite city in the Forgotten Realms? Oh, my favorite city? I mean, Baldur's Gate is great, but you'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy than Waterdeep. Um, <laughs> I'm looking up the name of the city because, oh yeah, Westgate. Westgate's Westgate. my favorite city. Yeah. I've forgotten. Okay, that's another good one. Yeah, it it Westgate reminds me of Riddleport and Pathfinder, or Pathfinder reminds me of Riddle, or Riddleport <laughs> reminds me of Westgate. Yeah, because it came later. Yeah. Uh, but I think Riddleport is probably Tortuga. It's probably based on Tortuga. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. But it's Which, a I mean, who does who doesn't love pirates? But it it Riddleport's not a Caribbean tropical. No, area. it's not. It's a it's a northern port. So city. I think Tortuga is probably one of the port cities in the shackles. But you know, I go. Uh, I move on. It <laughs> I is digress. now time to travel into other worlds and explore tales from the extra-dimensional portal, 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 where we talk about the absolutely real science fiction technology yeah, that we uh, have. Wasn't, excuse me, wasn't Erica supposed to join us? Erica um, was brainstorming for the wish list episode, but unfortunately she was doing it with the, when the extra-dimensional portal was online and it granted her wishes, and now we don't know where she is. Oh no! So we're, you know, we're we're working with the portal, and I've I've. So instead of where in the world is Carmen San Diego, it's where in the extra dimensional universe is Erica. Yeah, and I I was able to contact the doctor. I was able to contact the TPA about this, and there is a search. This is something that happens with this kind of technology quite oh, often. You, oh, you put out an APB, huh? Yes. Um, so Patreon, thank you for your support. You are paying for extra dimensional resources to be used yes. to find Erica. Extra dimensional uh, portal fuel ain't free. <laughs> and you know, if you watch, if you watch this on, on video on nerd podcast, I, I mean, on patreon.com slash nerd podcast radio, um, you, you will not see the extra dimensional technology. Uh, At least not today. You might in the future. Who yeah, knows? yeah. You know that's that's our our wish list is for you know. Well, for some reason, you things we can show on camera. Well, what's the problem is you try and show something to camera and it like disappears. It's weird. Well, like I can hold the technology up, but it it doesn't it doesn't show. It's just I mean I mean I can take the I can take the translation module and hold it up, but it like translates into just something you would understand like a yeah, smartphone. Say, it looks like a cell phone yeah yeah and i mean i i pick up the power source and it just looks like a coffee mug it doesn't look like what it is i mean i i take the batteries out of the back of the console and they just look like 20-sided dice <laughs> instead of seeing the science fiction equivalent that we see you know yeah. with the 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 um the biological interface and the, the tentacles and you know the the um, diodes and capacitors that mm. are connected to these things, you just see normal devices. I, I'm going to move on. Yeah, moving <laughs> on. Uh, you know, while we're on Tales from, Tales from the Extra Dimensional Portal, why don't we do a quick wish list on places we would like to go with the Extra Dimensional Portal lightning Ooh. round? Ooh. So what fictional place would you like to visit 
using our technology that can take you to fictional places? Ooh, that's a good question. I would like to visit uh, Edoras at some point. What's that? That is the city of the horse lords of Rohan. Oh, okay. In, uh, I don't. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan, but I'm not that big of a fan. Oh, come on, man. I don't know stuff. Come on, man. Don't gatekeep me. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's so cool about it? Why would you want to go there? Well, it's just the, the idea of the entire uh, the. Well, the city itself is quite beautifully made. The architecture in it is great, which Peter Jackson did a very good job replicating when uh, he designed the village for the documentary he made about uh, that that entire uh, uh, universe. Oh, um, cool. yeah, but it's uh, just the whole the whole you know experience of being there and getting to you know go into the great hall and see the king and so it just sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. And Minas Tirith is a little too uh, too uptight. Uh, Denethor, uh, Denethor is not the greatest of leaders, where uh, Theoden, after Wormtongue is dealt with, is uh, actually a really good king. Well, I have something related to yours. Um, I would like to be able to go to Narnia. Mm. We can't go to Narnia. The, the portals to Narnia don't work in a way that works with our technology. Yeah. So we, we have not been able to go to Narnia. It's one of the places we can't go because apparently you need to be a child and you need to have um, you need to have some kind of um, port key portal device that connects to and you also need to die because Narnia is heaven. Yeah. But, you know, if I'm ever in a train crash, maybe I'll be able to go there. There you go. Yeah. Um, spoilers. Go. The kids are dead. <laughs> and they went to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying the wardrobe is actually an old-fashioned refrigerator that they got locked inside no gotcha. I'm, I'm well actually that in this they revealed that in the books oh i never read the books so oh when they go there so in one of the books after narnia they get on a train and it's revealed that the train they died and oh. yeah narnia was heaven the whole time it really is that <laughs> wow all yeah. right interesting so well the jesus allegory lion makes yeah. more sense now <laughs> um but the funny thing is is since that's revealed later they actually go through the wardrobe in the first book so they 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 did go through a portal to heaven yeah and come back yeah, yeah. but yeah it um what um c.s lewis and uh tolkien were both real into theology and both mm. where tolkien believed that everything should be allegorical and you shouldn't be overt um there and that um he thought you could tell it through values rather than theology yep where c.s lewis is like lion jesus <laughs> it's like all right fine you're gonna do it that way i'm gonna do it through allegory <laughs> yeah I, I, there there's some great there's some great letters between the two of them mm. from my understanding they were they were friends um i saw the tolkien movie and i couldn't find lewis in them I don't remember if I don't. Hmm. Have you seen the Tolkien movie? The the um who played him? Came out recently, didn't it? Yeah. No, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, the um, it was called Tolkien. Hmm. And it was um, 
Who's the actor who played him? Nicholas Holt. Oh, okay. It was good. I'll have to check that out. I uh, I, I heard about it was coming out, but I, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it was very good. It was about his college days and um, the war. Yeah, I was going to say, he, he did fight in the Somme, so. Yeah, um, so um, we are done. Already. Bye. No. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you to just do that. I dare you to just cut it there. Holy shit. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode. We had a great time talking about wish lists. Uh, oh, apparently, man. we have a new wish item is to just end the episode. <laughs> that was great. It's like, no, we're done. Bye. <laughs> I have been super vegan, Brian, and I was joined by Toothpick. Okay, bye, everybody. I, I added hand signs. Oh, Toothpick. Nice. And if, yeah. if you want to see Brian's hand signs, uh, uh, patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Yes, yes. For, you know, yeah. If I was if I was ever in a car accident, my hands were pinned down, um, that would suck and I would just yell. Well, you wouldn't be able to do the, the uh, Team America secret signal, so. <laughs> I don't know that joke. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I stopped watching that movie. I uh, yeah got too dumb. And I, I, was I agree. Watching, I don't think it's a watch by yourself movie. No, no, it's not. That's a that's a uh, that's a get drunk slash inebriated in other ways and enjoy with other people in the room. Yeah, movie. <laughs> there are there are certain movies that are hard to enjoy by yourself. Mm. I, I agree. That is definitely one of them. Yeah, and there are certain movies that you know you can't watch with other people there. Um, I don't mean pornographic stuff, but anyway, <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it. You you brought that up yourself. Um, <laughs> stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Uh, bye, everybody. Brian, cut me off.